working with Bear County where they didn't have any AEDs. And so we worked with them side by side, gave them recommendations. This is how many you need. This is the locations that you need them. They took our recommendations. We installed the AEDs. Three days after we installed our AEDs, a high school student went down with a sudden cardiac arrest and we saved his life. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. I'm here with Jane Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us on the heartbeat of Main Street. Uh, She's the president and CEO of MedWheels in San Antonio, Texas, MedWheels.com. And uh, Jane, welcome. We're going to hear all about what you do at MedWheels how you started the company and things you've learned over the course of the years since 2005. But the first thing I want to ask you as you introduce yourself is tell us about the statistic on your homepage that says an additional 40,000 lives could be saved each year in the U.S. alone with widespread access to defibrillators. And it's, it's really amazing because the defibrillator, the term AED, which is automatic external defibrillator and it's been proven that sudden cardiac arrest applying cpr strictly does not save a life it the, the heart essentially has stopped and so essentially uh you're kind of deceased your body is not producing any movement at all the the aeds what it does is it kind of resets the 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 heart and so they have become very, very instrumental in saving lives that schools now throughout the whole United States from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade are required to have AEDs. That's how important they have become in saving lives. So your company, MedWheels, I want to read part of the mission statement of your company to provide all facets of an AED program, including products, services, and training to consumers and to ultimately help save lives, help save some of those 40,000 lives a year. And, you know, just as you were talking about how important AEDs are, I was thinking to myself, the training must be as equally as important as the devices themselves, because in, in that moment is probably not the best time to start reading the instructions. Well, that that is a true statement. Um, interesting enough, there was a study that was done by one of the largest manufacturers. The three largest manufacturers of AEDs are Stryker, Philips, uh, Zoll. You have Cardiac Science. And they did a, a study, and they put citizens in a room, and they said, okay, here's the AED. Go operate it. And the instructions tend to be very simple that should there be an emergency and someone's done with a sudden cardiac arrest, normal layperson pulls the AED, I believe that there's going to be a very good chance that that layperson will be able to use it effectively. Mm. Although, although, although if you are going to put an AED, like at a school, for example, Typically, what they'll do is that they'll do the CPR training because it's pretty important. CPR and AEDs go hand in glove. So they'll do the CPR training, and and then they'll have the AEDs to do a, a training session strictly on how to use the AEDs. 
So that is a big part of your mission at MedWheels. Tell us about how you came to create this company, MedWheels, and how you came to see this mission as what you should devote your your business and your life to. You know, it's really interesting. I uh, I was born in San Antonio. After I graduated from college, ended up in Philadelphia, worked for corporate America. In my early 30s, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're going to own a business. Now, I'm working in corporate America. You know, owning a business was not even in my radar. You know, I was doing some financial analysis work. In the meantime, my brother and my sister-in-law live in San Antonio, and they had experience working with a Medicare, Medicaid company. Well, in 2005, my mom got very, very ill, and I ended up in San Antonio where my brother approached me about starting a business. And I said, for sure. So they had the background with Medicare, Medicaid processes and billings, and I had the corporate America experience. There we created the seed, MedWheels. And did the company start with, well, it couldn't have started by... uh, with programs focused on AEDs, because I don't think the industry was anywhere near where it is today, or perhaps I'm wrong about that. No, you're, you're exactly right. And so this is, this is phenomenal how a, a company like ours, a family-operated business, has been able to survive. Because keep in mind, what has happened in corporate America from 2005 to, to, to today, 2018, so we were doing pretty well in 2005. We started the business. We were billing Medicare, Medicaid. We were serving patients here in San Antonio with diabetes, with cardiology, with mobility problems. We were helping veterans with vehicle lifts. Uh, we would install them onto their vehicles. But then the financial crisis, regulation, healthcare regulation came in, uh, and it put a lot of strain on the business in 2008 to the point that it would cost us more money to buy a piece of equipment before we added all the additional operating costs to it than it was uh, the reimbursement. And mm-hmm. Medicare put all this regulation in place that the administrative cost to operate it also went through the roof because we would go bill to get paid, and then the insurance providers would not pay us, give us a, you know several reasons why not to. So then we would have to go back and spend more additional man hours you know, working with the providers and the doctors and everybody involved just to get reimbursed for that that delivery that's already been done. So we we began to pivot. We we had to pivot. We had to take a real hard look at our business model, and that's when in 2009 and 2010 we started looking at distribution. Hmm. And so it was around that time that you also realized what a big, not just business and entrepreneurial opportunity this was, but also what a big life-saving opportunity it would be? Life-saving opportunity is a critical point. It's something that I want to share with you. The mission of Midwest is much bigger than me. The purpose is really to have an impact in our community. My company is located in a very distressed neighborhood, multi-generational poverty illiteracy, a high dropout rate, you know, drugs. But I chose chose to be embedded in the middle of a community because I want to have an impact. And so it's really interesting. We had just put in 
the AEDs, our company at a, at a high school here in San Antonio, three days after we installed our AEDs, a high school student went down with a sudden cardiac arrest and we saved his life. I have so much passion and enthusiasm that I know that I'm doing what I need to be doing when something like that happens. There is a mission and a purpose, and it is to make a difference in our communities, to do whatever we can to save a life. As I'm listening to you, Jane, I'm talking with Jane Gonzalez. She's the president and CEO of MedWheels in San Antonio. It's medwheels.com. As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking around and I'm saying, and I'm sort of filling in here for our listeners as well, you know, there are no AEDs here. So if I'm with a company or my kids go to a school uh, where there are not AEDs, how does that conversation begin? I mean, before a company or a school or a school district or a government agency can reach out to you, there must be some internal conversations as well. You must have some insight into the kinds of things, for instance, I might want to get my company talking about so we can get ourselves to the point where we should reach out to you to talk to you about this. Absolutely. And it starts with, that's one of the areas that we're, we're, we're working, we're working with, because keep in mind, we just saw a hurricane, you know, in North Carolina, and you've got people with disabilities, so that you're talking about a facility. Now, I don't know whether if it's one floor, or if it's two floors, three floors, uh, 10 floors, I have no idea. But the other, the other uh, piece of equipment that is critically as important as an AED in a facility would be evacuation chairs so that if you have somebody with disabilities up on the 10th floor an evac chair can permit that person with disabilities to be taken down the stairwell with minimal possibility of injury so that the conversation typically would begin with whoever uh, is operating the facility typically that would be the person that would be in charge of making those kinds of decisions and we would be glad to, you know, communicate and uh, support in terms of the what we recommend might be a good uh, need and location where to put them. Well, part of what you're telling us is even though we've all seen AEDs at the airport and other places, there's actually, this is actually a much bigger conversation than that. Than that. There's other things a company or an, or an organization be think, should be thinking about to make sure that they are prepared. You're right. I mean, look at look at the look at the violence that is happening. I, before I came onto this podcast, there's another shooting uh, that happened in Maryland. The other thing that I am very passionate about is that, you know, people are dying from bleed outs because by the time the police can get into an area that's been subjected to violence, that person, if there's nothing in there that's going to stop that bleeding potentially may not make it, right? Hmm. So that what I'm recommending to all, especially the school districts where we have so many kids uh, that are facing this dilemma is that I encourage everyone not only to get the AED, you're going to have the automatic external defibrillator. That's awesome, fantastic. But I'm also encouraging everyone to put at least one stop the bleed kit at a minimum inside of that cabinet. Inside the AED cabinet. Inside the AED cabinet. So I have to confess, I've never heard of a stop the bleed kit. What is that? So stop the bleed kit, uh, let me walk you through a scenario. 
wherever you're sitting at, somebody walks in, they bust the door open, they, they have a gun, boom, they, they shoot and they hit you on the leg. Okay, so now you're started bleeding. You're bleeding right now. They're calling 911. Police cannot get in there to provide you aid. No one can get in there to provide you aid because that area has not been, right, right now still uh, a crime scene, right? If you had a stop the bleed kit, there could be a tourniquet in there so that uh, you can get that tourniquet, wrap it around where the, the bleeding is at, tighten it really good, it'll stop the bleeding. Mm. Or if it, you hit in the chest, there's also something called a uh, chest compression so that you can get that this, like a gauze and you apply it to your chest, wherever that bleeding is at, wherever the gunshot is at, you press it down, it'll stop the bleeding. Yeah, I mean, this is, you're opening up this whole area of, I, I'm sure in most cases, it's probably an HR function or an operations function. But I think, I mean, for me, you're really opening my eyes to things I had never thought about. Uh, and of course, the last, the, the worst possible time to be thinking about things like this is when it's too late. She's Jane Gonzalez. She's the president and CEO of MedWheels, medwheels.com. Uh, I want to ask you to look back over the years since you started your business in 2005. And I, I'm wondering if there's one thing you've learned that you wish you could share with other small business owners and share with folks who may be thinking about starting their own business. Is there one lesson that you've gained that, that you just wish everyone knew because you knew their journey forward would be more successful? You know, that's a, that's a really, really fantastic question. And, you know, 13 years of business, I'll use this analogy, you know, football. You know, you're, you're in a football field and you're uh, running back and you're running down the field. Suddenly there's going to be this big guy coming at you, the train coming at you, right? And when a train's coming at you, you know, you're going to have to pivot to the right. You're going to have to pivot to the left. You're going to have to do something because if he goes head on, uh, something's going to give. And so my advice is that create that business plan. It's very important, especially for new companies, to have a business plan and create that strategy. You know, we, we one thing that I've learned is that how can I pursue something if I don't have it in writing and I'm going to be committed through perseverance to make sure that I achieve those goals. So that create that business plan but then also, life is going to happen. We're a family-run business. My, this company has gone through death, has gone through sickness, has gone through adversity, has gone through challenge. And then you've got government regulation where we had to look at government policy. Then you have financial regulation. So that all these things are going to be happening as all of these things are, are happening as the the, the company moves on in years, it's going to be important to update that business plan and modify and adjust based on the current conditions that are affecting the continuity of that original business plan. So your advice is get it down in writing in a business plan, because without that, you're constantly going to be reacting to things without going back to the very foundation of the thing that you started. Exactly. When you started MedWheels, did you have a written business plan? Are, are, you, are you speaking from experience of ha not having a business plan, or we had one, and boy, am I glad we did? Well, I'm talking from experience in that we, I did have the business plan, plan originally, uh, but in the middle of 
you know, companies are going to go through the valley. They're going to go through the fire. Uh, are you going to have enough money to to meet your payroll? You know, do you what is your balance sheet looking like? You know, are, are your payments going out the door more than the money that's coming into the door? So there's a lot of these things that are happening. And I'm talking from experience in that during those very critical times when we were totally stressed, when Medicare changed regulation and the, the gross margin that we're making suddenly has been taken from under our feet, the administrative costs are going through the roof, I don't have enough money, I got to go get my lines of credit to pay my payroll, and I'm, you know, what am I, what is the company going to do to survive? And so creating that business plan, changing that business plan, updating that business plan during that dark, dark time that we were going through was very important. And might have determined whether MedWheels would even be here today or not? Yeah, we could. If, 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 if we had not, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, if we, if we had not taken a really hard look at the stress that the Medicare regulation was having on our business, and if we had not updated our business strategies, we probably would have gone bankrupt. Mm. Well, what's really fascinating about that, Jane, Jane Gonzalez, the president and CEO of MedWheels, MedWheels.com. It's fascinating to hear you say that because I go back to your mission statement, which includes to provide all facets of an AED program, including products, services, and training to consumers and to ultimately help save lives. And then the statistic on your homepage, an additional 40,000 lives could be saved each year in the U.S. alone with widespread access to AEDs. I'm thinking to myself that if you had not had that business plan and been able to use it to make that successful pivot, there are people alive today who would not be alive today if you had gone bankrupt instead of found a way and the will to go forward. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank God for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a steward of, of the assets that I'm being provided, and I hope every day that I do a good job of it. I hope every day I make a difference in somebody's life. I hope every day that this company is in business can make a difference and leave some kind of legacy behind. Uh, that's, I, I can't think of a better place to leave it than that. Jane Gonzalez, thanks for joining us on the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. MedWheels is at medwheels.com. She's the president and CEO. Jane, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at forbesbooks.com and Bank of America at bankofamerica.com.